I hit record, but for some reason, when I hit record, I was 15 seconds in. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it worked well for the rhyme scheme, though, so. Yeah. Um, well, I'm recording this episode live from the bathroom. Yes. Which, like, I get people have needs, but, like, I wasn't expecting you to be fully shitting when we started yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, like, you well, mentioned maybe recording in the bathroom, and I wasn't expecting, like, the full show, you know? Well, I think it's important to know that when I do take a poop, I do get completely naked, so... Um, anyway, I am filming from the bathroom. I am not taking a shit, though. I'm sitting on the floor. You could if you wanted to. Because? And I'm fully clothed, also. Um, I'm not... But I'm not in the bathroom either, so it's not as weird. Because I had taken in a foster mama, a foster cat, with some babies in her belly, and she likes attention, and I am, you know, I aim to please, so I just want to sit in here and pet her, so. Is she living in there until the other cats have warmed to her? Um, she's gonna live in here at least until she has her babies. Oh, okay. Um, they just, it, they, like, recommend a, a very small space, especially for, like, birthing. Oh, so that they don't, you don't, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so she's gonna stay in here. She has a little cardboard box. She's eating food right now. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I hope the mic picks up that crunch, crunch, crunch. It's mm. an ASMR. Yummy, yummy, yummy. For the listeners. That um, makes me want to go crunch, crunch, crunch on my own little munch, munch, munchies. But yeah, she is, she's just the sweetest girl. So. What's her mm. name? Her name is Kitty Purry. That's really good and original. Um, I did not name her. The family that she belongs to named her that. Did I explain the situation to you? You did not. I just knew you were taking in a single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops. No, she, um, she belongs to a family. She was a stray, but then she, like, kind of got taken in by this family and then she got out and then she got pregnant um, I don't think they had had the opportunity to spay her yet, but okay. the family who she belongs to, the the mom, is pregnant and about to give birth to oh kinship. Yeah, but she was just like, I don't really want kittens around a newborn, um, which I think is fair. So... She's staying with me until she gives birth and the baby's wean and stuff, so. (laughs) Wean. (laughs) Um, But she's very sweet. Um, 
I have for her time here. She is named Savko. Named what? Savko. Should I know what that's a reference to? Um, it's short for Savior Complex. Is it because you kind of took her in out of your own Savior Conf- Complex, you know, Ben Boykovich style? Yeah, and when she has kittens, I don't know how many kittens she'll have, but, you know, they will be named. Such things like Mission Trip, Sandra mm. Bullock. Oh, now that feels rude. <laughs> <laughs> We've already lost one queen this week. Let's not take another down. Well, I'm, you know, specifically for her, Sandra um, Bullock's role in The Blind Side. Yes. Um, give me a second to say that joke again, but not stumble over my words. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've already lost one queen this week. Let's not take another down. And then if you could just, like, insert that where the other one was, it will pretend that I said it right the first time instead of... Fumbling hmm. as if I was part of the Cincinnati Bengals, am I right? Did you watch the game yesterday? Jesse, what do you think? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> oh, um, while we're on the topic of games um, that can cause um, intense head injury, um, did you know I was like verbally assaulted by no fewer than three old ladies this week at work? That's awesome. Yeah, it was really good for my mental health, my well-being, my satisfaction in life. Honestly, it was really good. It sounds horrible. Yeah, I did cry for like an hour and a half the one day. Not even because they said something especially mean, but just because like it pushed me past a point. Mm-hmm. The point of no return at Noah's Ark. That's like a 50-foot slide. You ever go to the Wisconsin Dells? No. I think we should go on a field trip to the Wisconsin Dells. Okay, are you paying? You, me, Chloe, all of our listeners. (laughs) We'll host a meetup in the wave pool. I went to the wave pool a couple weeks ago. Where's there a wave pool? There's two in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Well, actually, there's probably one at Sandcastle, too. I don't know what that is. The Sandcastle, I believe, pool. Yep. Um, Sandcastle's like the water park in Pittsburgh, but... There's There's a water park in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's called Sandcastle. It's by Kennywood. I've never been to Kennywood. Everything I know about Kennywood I learned from Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Which I recently um, rewatched. But, yeah... Out in Monroeville, there's a wave pool, and then out by the Ikea. The Ikea and, and Robinson? Hmm? The Ikea and Robinson? In Robinson, yeah. Yeah, North Lafayette? Or something? I went to the wave pool, Chloe and I went, and we got in the wave pool, and we thought we stayed in for, like, maybe 20 minutes, and then we got out, and it had been, like, two hours. So now I'm convinced that wave pools are magic. I would agree with that. One time I took the kids I was nannying um, to the wave, to a wave pool. And there were three kids, which was like kind of a bad, I mean, we were going with like other people, but 
I would not recommend taking three kids to a wave pool on your own, um, especially if all three kids are, like, under the age of six. Oh. Um, but we went to the wave pool, and then we had to drive home, and it was, like, maybe a 25, 30, meh, 35-minute drive home without traffic, but we hit, like, a ton of traffic. Oh, no. And so it ended up being, like, over an hour to get home. Oh, gross. And I was, like, driving the van, and I was, like, two, I had the two older ones, I was, like, you can't let your younger brother fall asleep, um, because it's, like, already almost five o'clock, and if he falls asleep, he's not gonna go to sleep tonight. Didn't really feel like getting your parents mad at me, so keep him awake. I put on Shimmer and Shine on the TV in the van. What's Shimmer and Shine? Shimmer and Shine is an incredibly culturally appropriative show on Nick Jr. Um, involving genies. In or out of botters? Bottles. Huh? <laughs> botters. In and out of botters. Um, <laughs> but I put this... Uh, so I was like, you have to keep him awake. And they were like, okay, we will. He stayed awake the entire car ride. You know who oh, fell asleep? You. The twin. Yeah, me oh. driving. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the story was taking a dark turn. <laughs> no, the two <laughs> twins, they fell asleep. And I was like, well, this is bad for me. To be fair, one of them could sleep. One time she fell asleep and it was like 4 p.m. And I was trying to wake her up. And her mom was like, eh, it's fine. Just let her sleep. And I showed up the next morning and she was like, yeah, she slept from 4 p.m. until 6.30 this morning. 4 p.m. till 6.30? Yeah. That's 14.5 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are fruit fly. That's like 15 generations of fruit fly. Yeah, isn't that wild? God, I wish that were me. Children. Maybe I'll try that tonight. Children do be crazy. Anyway, so welcome to See Your Life Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. My name is Jesse. Today we're gonna to be covering season four, episode twelve. Um, entitled Pomp. Oh my gosh, just like um Sacagawea's child. You know, Jean Baptiste, nicknamed Pompey. I didn't. I think that's true, but I also could have made it up. I don't know. Wow. Spreading misinformation on a podcast. Who are you? Joe Rogan? <laughs> Can I tell you something? I would love it if you did. Okay, so last week I went to go visit my old job because I needed to get some marketing materials mm -hmm. of, like for them for my new job, whatever. So I went to my old job to visit... And the person who replaced me was there. And he, I was talking to him and he was telling me about how he lives kind of far away. And his drive every day is like 45 minutes. 45 minutes. And I was like, that sounds horrible. Um, but I was like, well, if you listen to podcasts like, or like an audiobook or whatever, it's okay, whatever. And so then as a joke, right? Remember this person is a social worker, but you can never assume. As a joke, mm -hmm. I pointed to him and I was like, huge Joe Rogan fan, this guy. And he 
was like, whoa, that's not fair. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know. It was just a joke, like, whatever. And he's like, I listen to other stuff, too. <gasps> no. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I really wanted to like you. This, this sucks. Uh. Um, He's like, yeah, I'm not going to deny that I listen to him but i listen to other stuff too i wouldn't say i'm like a fan of his okay if you're listening to those like five hour jerk off sessions you have to be at least a little bit of a fan yeah so i was like what other podcast do you listen to armchair expert and he said secret life of two gay american teenagers (laughs) i wish do you? If I no. ever <laughs> met someone and organically found out they listened to this, I would probably have to re-examine my life and make healthier choices. <laughs> Jump off your balcony in despair. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um... Welcome to Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Jesse. We've already done that. But I think maybe we could do it again. I don't want to do it again. Well, now we're already halfway through it. If you would have just like gone with it, we'd be over it already, but whatever. So, this episode aired on... Oh, well, first of all, this episode was directed by Lindsley Parsons III. You might be saying, wow, oh no, I thought it was directed by Lindsley Parsons II. No. <laughs> Bitch, why would you even think that? <laughs> it's the third. It was written by Brenda Hampton. By a Hampton. textbook. It was written by Brenda Hampton. It aired to 2.38 million viewers. Mm. On August 29th, 2011. Wow. What a time to be alive. Yeah. So, give an article. I do. This is from the New York Times. It is behind a paywall, so I'm not really sure what it's about. But it's titled, When Roommates Were Random. Mm. I'm assuming it's something to do with, like, how you can increasingly find out more and more about your college roommate before move-in, how you can get to know each other before the day of. But I like to imagine it's about how sometimes roommates can be a little random. It can just be so random, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes they're just talking a British Did accent you? like this and it's not really any reason, but they're just going to random, you know? <laughs> just kind of silly like that. Do you think <laughs> yeah. Queen Elizabeth's roommates were picked randomly? Did she have roommates? Um... Are you talking about in the dorm rooms of hell? I'm talking about the dorm rooms of hell, for sure. She got down there, and um, I couldn't think of people who are in hell. <laughs> Fuck. It's like the Billy Eichner for a dollar named for someone. For a dollar named someone in hell! <laughs> Um, so... Who do you think she could be roomed with that would piss her off the most? Probably any poor person, right? 
We're like a champion of like anti-imperialism. But do you think they're in hell? Hmm. Maybe they're like visiting hell on like a service day or something in heaven. Hmm. Or you know what? If they're if they've already sacrificed so much of their life, maybe that's their sacrifice in like the afterlife is volunteering to be a part of Queen Elizabeth's torture. Yeah. The monarchists are gonna own my ass. I was slow blinking at the cat, so I did miss most of what you just said. Really? <laughs> I spend half of my day slow blinking at Linus, and he kind of um, he fast blinks at me, which I believe is the equivalent of saying "fuck you" in cat. <laughs> the thing is, is that I can't actually blink and listen at the same most things and listen at the same time <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well so your article i do want to talk about it yeah when you went to our alma mater did you pick your roommate beforehand or did no. you just go random i went random damn i didn't know anyone and i wasn't going to use their bad roommate finder site I Some used absolute the... freaks reached out to me, let me tell you that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the roommate finder site... I did not answer honestly. <gasps> I did answer... As I aspired to be, I thought I would be a new person in college, aka, like, not a slob. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you say straight? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did lie and say that I was a very neat person. And then the person who it said I would be a good match with, we ended up rooming together. But then we got a random third person with us and we were a force triple and I was Uh. way closer with the random person because we were both very messy and also gay. (laughs) That's so beautiful. And the other person, um, number one, she was, um, she had some stuff going on. She wasn't Catholic. I do think it's beautiful for you to be like she had some stuff going on and then the immediate <laughs> assumption is oh catholicism yeah Chloe that's goes, unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> i say she had some stuff going on and chloe goes catholic <laughs> no so <laughs> um she would like come back to the dorm room at like 3 a.m and then like eat a bag of chips up in her bed and oh, then like fall asleep one time i woke up at 4 a.m to her clipping her toenails <laughs> um i will say i didn't use the roommate finder i did facebook message a friend of a friend of a friend that i knew was going to our alma mater and i was like hey you're from Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. You maybe want to room together. 
and um, he did not respond. I got a response three weeks into senior year on Facebook Messenger that said, oh, hey, just saw this. Guess I missed out, huh? And it's like, <laughs> don't respond. <laughs> Obviously don't respond at this point. We've had interactions outside of this. Like, just let it pass. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, that's about roommates. My article... You picked one from the New York Times. I picked one from the New York Post. Kind of a role reversal. Yeah, we really flip-fucked on this one. (laughs) Did you say (laughs) flip-fucked? I'm so sorry. Um, This is from August 29th, 2011. 7.36 p.m. by Post Staff Report. And it is entitled Sarah McLaughlin to perform at 9-11 Memorial in Pennsylvania. Oh, Wow, because people need to be more sad about 9-11, I guess. Yeah. Was so, she going to perform arm, um, Angel, Arms of Lee? What the heck? Okay, so it says, Singer-songwriter Sarah McLaughlin will perform at a dedication ceremony for the 9-11 memorial for Flight 93 in western Pennsylvania. The National Park Foundation announced Monday the pop vocalist will sing at the September 10th event near Shanksville, where the 40 passengers and crew aboard United Flight... 93 died September 11th, 2001. The plane crashed in a field after it's beloved, after it's, oh, after it's believed, not beloved. (laughs) After After its its beloved hijackers took over. Well, it says the passengers after that. So after it's, it's believed, the passengers tried to overtake the hijackers. The Flight 93 National Memorial dedication will include dignitaries and the relatives of those killed in the attack. A Tower of Voices Memorial is designed to house 40 wind chimes. Organizers have raised most of the estimated $60 million needed for it. For a house of wind chimes? I'll throw that shit together for $40! Get me a Lowe's gift card and I'll go to town! I'm so confused how... (laughs) This thing costs... Boy, that's wild. Sixty million dollars, and then it says McLaughlin has won Grammy awards for her songs "Building a Mystery" and "I Will Remember You." And that doesn't even mention. Well, I don't think she won a Grammy for that one. Well, she should have. She was robbed. Okay. That was my 9-11, the day that Sarah McLaughlin didn't get a Grammy for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the conservatives are not going to be happy with you for that one. Oh, yeah, because they've been listening 83 <laughs> episodes to get to this point, for sure. Okay, so... Wait, question. Yeah. We're kind of coming off of this year's 9-11 season, but... um. In your opinion, when do you think, or when did you notice people shift from treating it so reverentially to, like, kind of making some jokes, you know? Like, do you remember when that shifted? I mean, for me personally, it was my senior year of high school, so 2014. 
that sounds about like I feel like that was the last time that it was treated with like reverence in every circle I went to and then after that it slowly slid into Mark Wahlberg could have stopped 9-11 jokes and such you know mm-hmm. I just think it's an interesting um, shift in public sentiment yeah someone just flushed the toilet above me that was me <laughs> So, all right, do you want to get into it? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. The previously on this week kind of made sense. Um, I would argue that the part about um, sex offender boy should have been in this episode, not the last one. I know, yeah, I was gonna... But they really shoehorned him. Yeah, they were like, oh shit, we forgot to talk about him. Which also, probably... is Ashley just dead now? Ashley has not been mentioned. Ashley did not appear. No one... Yeah, nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Wow. The person above me was a double flush. R.I.P. Oh, no. to them. <laughs> I bet they had some Walmart cupcakes. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Okay. I'll never forget the Christmas where my grandma had a double flusher. <laughs> Me and my brother locked eyes across the table and slowly put up two fingers. <laughs> and then we nodded. start in Lauren's bedroom. Ken is there. You know, they just talk about... So Jesse is throwing a graduation party that is apparently just a bunch of teenagers going to this lake house 50 miles away to drink and have sex. Yes, with no parental supervision. Like, So basically they're just setting up like... Any episode of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, I was going to say like Friday the 13th. Oh. Or what's the one about the camp counselor? Friday the 13th. Oh, is it? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. So. What's the one that's on Hall- Halloween? <laughs> I had to rectify those in my mind because I thought Friday the 13th. Th- oh my god, I was. <laughs> I literally, I, as soon as I started talking, I realized how stupid this sounds, but I was going to say, I thought Friday the 13th was the one that took place on Halloween. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> they talk about this. Ken doesn't want Lauren to go. Lauren wants to go. Um, we find out that Lauren's brother, I forget what his name is. I thought it was Daniel, but that can't be right. It is Daniel. now there's another Daniel. Oh, wait. Right? Like, there's... Is there two Daniels now? Did wait. they forget? Jason. Okay. So Jason... Is not gonna go to graduation or to this party, I guess, because he has to go to school early to register for summer classes interesting this is a trope that tv loves to do no one fucking goes to college early unless you're like playing sports maybe he's playing sports 
<laughs> what sport, Jesse? Name one. Decathlon. Scholastic. <laughs> um. He's on the chess club. They talk about this party. Ken doesn't want Lauren to go. Lauren wants to go. It's you're they're drinking near a lake. It's confusing because Lauren does say that this is the party that Jesse's like family is throwing. Yeah, for her his family and friends. Yeah, so are his parents just gonna get like blacked out with him? Honestly, I knew some parents like that, so maybe it says, but it's his and his family's party for him and his friends. Or is she just lying? I don't know. So anyway, Lauren makes it about trust and she's like, you don't trust me to not do these things. And Ken says, I do trust you that you won't drink, you won't do anything illegal and you won't have sex in high school. So then we go to Madison's house. Madison is talking to her dad. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the really cool thing about this conversation between Lauren and her father is if you like got a drink and missed it. You'll hear the same conversation three to five more times throughout this episode. Yeah. So Madison has the same conversation with her dad, except there's a little bit of nuance, which is that she's not going to this party with Jack. And Madison's dad is like, are you lying to me so you can go with Jack? So. Um, Madison's dad doesn't like her being 50 miles away because what if she wants to come home? As someone who would always call my parents from the sleepover wanting to go home, I get that. Yeah. Sorry, that was a lie. I never went to sleepovers. I never got invited. <laughs> that is true. That's a yeah, very sad that's fact. been established. About... Yeah. That's canon for Jesse. What doesn't kill me made me stronger. So then we go to Ricky. So then, you know. Then we go to Amy asking her daddy if she yeah, can Yeah, that's go. exactly the joke I was going to make. But we go to I Ricky's. I love that we're that in sync. <laughs> we go to Ricky's apartment. Amy wants to go to the party. She's trying to convince Ricky to go. And obviously, she just wants to go to this party, which I get it. She wants to, like, have, like, a normal kid experience, whatever. But her boyfriend is the one who is graduating. And he doesn't want to go. And I think that's fine. Yeah. That's the thing. It's his graduation. Um, I think he should be allowed to make the call how he wants to celebrate. Yeah. Which is obviously, we know that he's going to propose the night of graduation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Then... You know, Amy is kind of like, come on, I've done so much for you. And he's like, you have, okay? And she's like, but you won't do this one thing for me. And he's like, no. <laughs> Honestly, powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go to the credit. Then we go to the um, theme song. Do you have an alternative no. theme? Is such an easy thing to do. Sorry, what was your question? Do you have an alternative theme? Um, <clears throat> well, if I had to say, if I had to give an alternative theme, perhaps, for this show. So if I was watching the show and I saw the theme song and I thought that was bad, 
I'd like to pitch an alternative theme. If I was potentially doing that, the alternative theme that I think I would say as an alternative to the theme that currently plays in the show, um, a theme that I think would personally fit better for the show. Do you want me show, to go first? I would love that. <laughs> um, mine is A Night to Remember from High School Musical 3. Oh, which one is that? That's I'm the least familiar with that film and its songs. A Night to Remember is the prom one, but I think it just is relevant to, like, a night before graduation. Yes, or the night of graduation, even. Yeah. It's gonna be a night to remember. To remember. That's it. That's it. That was really beautiful. Thank you. That honestly, that touched me in a way that I haven't been touched in three to five weeks. I think that your song should be, um, don't you dare put words in my mouth. I think your song should be Hang On To The Night by Tegan and Sarah. Who are they? I have to go. Oh, okay. The cat just went into labor. Is that true? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, turn the cam. I want to guide it through. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> She's sleeping. She's preparing. Oh, that's good. Do you think she's going to be ready to like... Do you have some little cat-sized stirrups for her? <laughs> How do cats give birth? They kind of do it on their own. Oh. Well. Interesting. So, do you have an alternative theme? Yeah. Oh, did you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay, sorry, I was confused on that point. Um, my alternative theme would have to be, well... Sorry, I have a huge itch in my nose. Um, a huge bitch in your nose? Oh, God, I wish. An itch. I was itchy. Okay. Um, it would be Take It Off by Kasha. Because all these kiddos are going to a place downtown where the freaks all come around. I want to tell you that I did already use that song. Never mind then. When the title of the episode was Hole in the Wall. And I already used Night to Remember by High School Musical 3 cast, but I didn't make a big deal of it. You did not. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. I had a really good idea for the alternative theme, but then I realized it was going to fit better next week, most likely, at the actual graduation. So I'm kind of shit out of luck, okay? I'll admit it. Okay. I think that's really brave of you. Thank you. No, all of a sudden, as I was about to say it, I was like, wait a second. This is pomp. And circumstances is going to be where I'm going to want to pull out the big guns. Yeah. So, um... Oh. Actually, my alternative theme is just the entire album Psychopomp by um, Japanese Breakfast. 
Oh. You know what? Fair. Yeah, because everyone on the show's a little psycho about this pomp. So, okay. <laughs> we come back from the theme. We're at Ulysses S. Grant. Hi. Um, Grace and Adrian have a conversation. Grace confronts Adrian about going after Omar, who is Dante's brother and adrian is like well dante should have called me and grace is like he's literally in europe but okay i feel like this is gonna cause a weird dynamic between dante and omar at some point but hey whatever um adrian really likes omar whatever ben comes up and he tells adrian that they were invited to a party together to jesse's um graduation party and Ben says that, like, you know, like, Grace can come, too. And Adrian is like, can I bring someone? And Ben is like, um, we're literally still married. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Power move. Yeah, good for her. Um, and then Ben makes a comment about, like, how he wants her to like be with someone other than Ricky whatever okay Ben leaves and then Adrian talks about how she really wants to get up on stage for graduation and be able to graduate with everyone and then Adrian is like are you and Daniel okay are you like is there trouble in paradise and Grace is like well um you know he is in college and you know, this is like a little bit high school for him. Ballad. It's almost like he's dating a high schooler. Yeah, it's almost like you shouldn't date high schoolers if you aren't in high school. What? I mean, there are some exceptions, but... Yeah, 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 no. So... Like, if you really like that high schooler. <laughs> so... Uh, Adrian is like, well, you should have sex with Daniel at the party. And Grace is like, no. He literally has his own apartment. Okay, whatever. So then Adrian gets a phone call from Omar. She says, Omar, hey yourself. So then Jack comes up to Grace and he's like, what's going on? What about Jesse's party? And Grace is like, I don't really want to go. Like, I don't really have any interest in going. And Jack is like, so are you going (laughs) grace is like i literally don't know um and jack's like you're making too big a deal out of it it's one night it's like jack i feel like maybe you're the one who's making too big a deal out of it yeah maybe you are projecting how are any of these kids allowed to do this this show is home to the most permissive parents on television yeah honestly i feel like after graduation, a lot of parents did this. Really? In my high school, yeah. I mean, did I go to any of the parties? No. At my high school, um, a bunch of the people that thought they were popular got together for an after-graduation party. 
And then me and, like, five of my friends who didn't get invited got together and tried to make it look like we were having way more fun than they were. Mm. It was me and five ladies, and that was a really fun night. <laughs> so, okay. Um, then Ben has a conversation with Alice, and Alice wants to hang out with Ben instead of go to the party, and Ben's like, well, I'm like, I don't know. Like, talk to Henry and figure out if you want to come. It comes out that Alice and Henry are sharing custody of Ben, which is, like, weird. Sure. Why not? I don't know why you'd want custody of Ben. I feel like this is a good chance to foist him off on someone else and never have to speak to him again. Yeah. So then, Adrian is waiting outside of Kaylin O'Malley's office. Ricky comes up because he has an appointment. Adrian is like, just so you know... I'm grad like I'm I hope to graduate with you. You know, it's been such a lousy year. Um, are you and Amy okay? Are you going to that party after graduation? I am gonna bring someone, so don't worry, I'm not gonna like try to sleep with you or anything. And then all of a sudden she's like, I love you. I've always loved you. Not the time, not the place. There's never a time or place for this when someone's in a committed relationship and you're actively trying to break them up. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a rom-com and the other party sucks. Yeah. So, then Caitlin comes out of her office. She's like, oh, hey, Adrian. Invites Ricky into her office and then tells Adrian that um, she will be able to attend graduation and she'll get a diploma that's dated in August but not yet signed. You know, whenever people ask to see your high school diploma, they really care that it's signed. Yes. Every time that someone's asked to see my high school diploma, which has happened, by the way, it has happened, um, they take out a magnifying glass and look for that. Adrian says, you're the best Miss McGillicuddy. Is that what she says? Yeah. I thought I had, like, a mild conniption or something and imagined that. Is that a reference to something that I don't understand? Um. Did she get married and they didn't tell us about it? Uh, Miss McGillicuddy is Lucy's mother on I Love Lucy. That can't be right. Like, it's right, but that can't be what she's referencing. Yeah, weird. Proving once again, Brenna Hampton has never talked to a teenager. Oh, Mrs. McGillicuddy is the never-seen-but-talked-about much-loved teacher of the Little Rascals. Oh. It could be that. Again, it's hard to say because none of these references would make sense for a teenager <laughs> in 2011 to say. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Ricky meets with Caitlin O'Malley. We find out Ricky is... Bisexual. <laughs> we knew that. Oh, <laughs> Ricky yeah, is... You're right valedictorian because they definitely tell you that only a week before graduation yeah it's not like something that's locked in the semester beforehand right what was your rank in your high school 
third, and only because I had a mental breakdown during calculus that brought my grade point average down. Wait, you were So really I lost third? out on hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of scholarships. That sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever feel like you want to kill yourself, make sure you don't doing it during don't do it during your senior year of high school because it kind of fucks up your future. <laughs> um, I was 10th. That's really brave of you to admit. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I used to be smart. People don't realize this. <laughs> um So I worked so hard to graduate magna cum laude. Actually, yeah. shut the fuck up. I yeah, you did. I think I just graduated cum loud, to be honest. But I really thought that everyone in our college was going to graduate with, like, honors. And so I worked really hard. And then I got to graduation and I opened the thing and I saw everyone's name and, like, less than half of the people graduated with honors and i was like are you fucking kidding me that was crazy to me because everyone acted like they so fucking hard well that's the thing usually if you do work hard it ends up you know with a cum loud (laughs) so (laughs) um ricky has to write a speech because he's valedictorian and he says no thanks i decline and caitlin's like that's hilarious but no and ricky's like Okay. Um, no. Kaylin's really pushing it. Whatever. We go to the Boykovich, you know, penthouse mm. of the company. Um, Leo gets there. Nora greets him. We find out Camille called and she wants to get a drink. So Leo's like, okay. But then we get a phone call from Betty. She's crying so much Nora can't understand her. Leo seems really concerned. Yeah, he's like, come on, wrap up this call. I gotta get to work. Yeah. Why is the bitch Um, crying? I divorced her, right? I don't (laughs) have to deal with this anymore. Then we go back to Ulysses S. Grant. Jack is, like, looking in his locker, and Caitlin's like, you're so sad to leave high school. And Jack's like, literally not. I have the worst memories here. And Caitlin is like, shut the fuck up you Wait. literally are captain of the football team you missed my favorite part and she's like it's hard to leave huh and he's like oh no i still got another week <laughs> or like i gotta come back for the rest of the week or whatever and she's like no like like graduating like you're graduating soon <laughs> he's so he his brain empty it's so cute i love seeing the results of over a decade of contact sports resulting in <laughs> significant brain damage. Um, Is he a himbo or a victim? We may never know. <laughs> um, I do think it's really something, though, because I feel like popular kids always rebrand. And then they're like, oh, I had the worst time in high school. No one understood me. And it's like okay, no one could understand you and you still could have had a good time in high school because you literally were very popular. And I understand that there are, like, hidden pressures that come with that and whatever. But, like, don't rewrite history and, like, try to say that you were, like, bullied or some shit. Yeah, no. By all accounts, he had a very easy high school career. Um, He became an alcoholic for two days once, but other than that... Yeah. 
Remember that plot I mean, line? he did kill Grace's dad. Oh, that's right. With his dick, so... With the power of his immaculate dick. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know. And that's the power of an uncircumcised man. <laughs> um... I'm Jack tells Caitlin that he really he can't have what he wants. He really wants Grace. Caitlin, and he's like, yeah, we were together before you came. Um, and she's like, what about Madison? And Jack's like, yeah, she's a nice girl, but like, Grace, you know? <sighs> so then we find out that Jack has been tasked with, you know, the part of every high school graduation ceremony where he's going to be re- reciting a prayer. That, back in my day, had to be called opening remarks, and it couldn't be told it was a prayer. But whoever had it could do whatever they wanted with it, so it was always a prayer. Gross. <laughs> Jesse has a pen in his beard right now. So I wish I had a penis in my beard. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. So, whatever. He's right. He's gonna do this prayer. I don't give a shit. Caitlin is playing matchmaker. She's like, maybe Grace could help you write the prayer. You know, she's she's like God. She's spiritual. Yeah. So then we have this conversation between Ben and Henry outside, and Ben is upset that they have an agreement, and Henry is like, oh my god, no, we would never do that. Um, And then we find out that it is exactly like that. Alice gets Ben on Thanksgiving Day, he gets him Thanksgiving night, she gets Christmas, he gets New Year's. So... So a custody agreement. Yeah, which is weird. Um... Henry is very sad that he is going through this breakup. He feels lost. And Ben's like, okay. Great. Um, I don't really care. I'm, I'm dealing with my own shit. Um, anyway. Then we go to the butcher shop. There's this mention of chi, but it like just like was thrown in there. It felt very racist. racist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, so then we go to the butcher shop. Ricky has a conversation with Bunny, in which Bunny guesses that. Well, Ricky tells her first that he's going to be valedictorian. Then she guesses that he's going to propose to Amy, and she's like, and he's like, "Well, you wouldn't want to know about my personal life, so whatever." And Bunny is like really excited. That's very sweet. Yeah. Then we go to the Jurgens' house. Ricky goes to ask George for his blessing. And then Nora kind of walks in and he and Ricky like kind of chickens out. Um, also, George insinuates that Nora and Anne are crushing on each other. Because when women smile at each other. No, this is definitely going to be a storyline. No, it is, but, like, still, you know? Jesse, George's skater is just immaculate. All I'm saying is your skater can't be that good unless you've sucked at least one off. <laughs> so... You can acquire a skater through... Seed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, George thinks that it would be great <clears throat> because oh. if Anne is gay, then, you know, he can't really be at fault for cheating because his wife is gay. Yes, because um, that's exactly how it works. There's no room for bisexuality or nuance. Right, right, right. Or, like, you know, respecting the covenant of marriage. No, well, the covenant of marriage can suck a fat one, frankly. So, whatever. Nora comes in, Ricky leaves. Um... Nora and George have a conversation and he and Nora's like did you tell him that Anne and I like each other because that's like really fucked up and then George is like listen there's no reason the three of us can't live here together he's pushing this thruffle so hard yeah then we go to I honestly think the thruffle of Reuben George and Cindy would work. Yeah, I think that would... Because George has already like, porked both of those pies, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. Mm. Can you imagine the world in which there's a sex scene between age, uh, Not Adrian. Reuben yeah. and George? Hmm? Hmm? Did you miss that episode? God, I wish. Don't tempt me. <laughs> that was apocryphal, Aaron. That was a link I sent to you from Pornhub. Oh. Have you ever seen the um have you ever seen the genre of porn films where they intercut footage from a real film with act <laughs> porn actors that kind of look like the people from the film? <laughs> so that they like give for example, Call Me by Your Name a more explicit sex scene. I can honestly say no. Neither have I. I don't watch porn. I think it's bad. (laughs) It's very funny, though, who they think looks like celebrities. Moving on. So, um, okay. So, Amy shows up to the apartment. Ricky isn't there. She gets a phone call. It's Madison and Lauren, um... They're talking about how Adrian got invited to the party, and Amy's like, whatever, I don't think Ricky and I are going to go anyway, and Madison and Lauren are like, we have to go. And Amy's like, you guys realize we're making this party about us. It's not about us whatsoever. It's about, like, hanging out with the people that are leaving. Like, it's about seniors. Yeah. Um, then it's, we just have a conversation between Lauren and Madison, and that's where Lauren is like... Like, we have already made this party about us, right? Or does Amy say that? I think Amy's the one who points it out, and then Madison's like, but that's okay. No, I don't think so. I don't remember. This conversation between Madison and Lauren, basically the culmination of it is like, do you think Jesse's gonna try to have sex with me again? And, like, Madison is like, well, I think you've made your, like, uh, like, feelings about sex pretty clear, so, like, he shouldn't try anything. Yeah, and since Jesse was so respectful of her feelings about it last time, I'm sure it's going to go great. Right. So then we go to Ricky's apartment. Um, Ricky comes home. He got Chinese food. Um, 
And Amy's like, no, that's great. Chinese food always reminds me of our time in New York, which was literally mentioned last episode, but... Well, that's accurate, though, for people who've lived in New York at any stretch. Like, anything that they can find to mention that they lived in New York. That's true. Honestly, people who have just had, like, a layover at JFK, you know? That's what I talk about in my time in New York. My time in New York consisted of getting an Auntie Anne's pretzel and some lemonade. (laughs) Um... And then Amy is, Amy says, like, it's totally fine if we don't go to the party. Um, like, it's literally your day. So, like, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I don't want us to, like, never go to parties. But, like, this is only one occasion. So, it's fine. Good and for Amy. Like, if, listen, after, if after graduation you want to go to the party, I'm happy to stay home with John and you can go. And Amy is like, well, we should celebrate together and ricky's like whatever um and then ricky shares that he is valedictorian and amy's like oh my god that's incredible um he says it's a lot of pressure and then like Amy says this line. It's so cute. She says, we were proud of you before. We're proud of you now. And I just hope you're proud of yourself. I love when the show is good, kind of. I know. Um, They love each other. Whatever. And then Ricky is like, by the way, have you talked to your mom lately? Wait, does he say that? Yeah. I don't even remember that part. (laughs) Is she a fan of Cats? So then we go to the car. Leo is sitting in. Camille comes in and Leo's like, Betty, her mom died. But I couldn't be bothered to be with her. I was too excited to see you. She's going to go home on the corporate jet. Um, And Leo's like, maybe I should have seen her off, but honestly, I didn't want to. (laughs) Such an ass. Yeah. You can tell um, more and more that these Boykovich boys are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, if I'm Camille, that's making me not want to date Leo. Oh, for sure. Especially when he says, I'm not divorced yet, you know, but I think it's all going to go just fine. Yeah, that's red flag, Camille. Get out of the limo. Run on your fancy little heels. Yeah. So then we go to the airport where Betty is waiting this man comes out and he's like we're just getting everything ready for you and then we'll be good to go and she's like honestly just as long as the wings don't fall off the plane (laughs) the guy's like yeah uh, yeah i think we shouldn't have to worry about that we were just talking about getting you some snacks but hey um then this man in like the lobby is like i'm so sorry to hear about your loss um it wasn't your husband, was it? I'm a divorce attorney. Um, there was so a, you should probably... have your own jet. You should sue Leo Boykovich for sure. And God, I hope she does. I hope she takes him for every last penny. Yeah. I hope the the Sausage King becomes the Sausage Queen. Yes. I mean, in our hearts, she already is. Um, What'd you say? Oh, in our hearts, she already is. I thought you said it's not hard. She already is. Well, in a way, through marriage. <laughs> um, but what I will say is there was a perhaps 10-second period 
where I thought this divorce attorney was Sir Paul McCartney, and I was trying to figure out what the hell he was doing on this show. <laughs> I got out my phone to Google, and I'm like, did he hit hard times in 2011? <laughs> and then I looked more closely, and I'm like, no, he's just old. <laughs> he's old, and he's wearing an ill-fitting suit. Yes, and if that doesn't scream, Beetle, I don't know what does. <sighs> So then we go to Grace, the, the Bowman house. Kathleen is talking to Jeff. They're still married, I guess. Yeah, Jeff apparently is still alive. Who'd have thought? <laughs> apparently, we've, we also find out in the scene he's in a resort. <laughs> well, no, they're going to meet at a resort. Oh, okay. I thought that meant that they were, like, he's been chilling at a resort. Like, he's not actually on a mission trip. He's, like, on safari. <laughs> um, No, because Kathleen's like, Oh, you know, I might go to Kenya to meet Jeff and stay in this resort for a week. I love how Kathleen is like, I am absolutely, like, I refuse to go and do any hard labor. But if we want to stay, if he wants to stay at a resort, sure. I think she's a queen. So then Kathleen is like, I'd probably be going. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, she's fighting back against the prospect of mission trips. Yeah. I mean, honestly, good she's for her. Saying, she's saying, I'm going in for a vacation, economy. so I'm going to actually be like it's a vacation. Yeah. It's, she's like, I'm actually going to be a tourist. Yeah. I can tourist simulate the local economy and my clit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. I'm then, so sorry. <laughs> um, Kathleen is like, I'll probably go the week that school goes out. And Grace is like, cool. And Kathleen's like, did you want to ask me something? And Grace is like, no. Oh, really? You didn't want to ask me about the party? And Grace is like, fucking Jack. I hate him so much. Correct response. Jack comes in and he says, hello, ladies I've both had, I've had sex with. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you think Jack is invited to Kenya too for kind of like, you know, some extra fun? Yes. I don't think Jeff's going to know he's there, though. Hmm. So, then, Jack tells Kathleen that, like, if Grace doesn't go to the party with Daniel, he can give her a ride. And Grace is like, I literally don't need a ride, so shut the fuck up. I'll go with Adrian. Um, And Kathleen's like, well, I haven't given you permission yet. And Grace says, can I go? May I go? Then, she she was allowed to spend the night over at her college boyfriend's yeah. apartment. I don't get why we're even acting like this is a question of something she should or shouldn't be allowed to do. Yeah. Just for consistency's sake. Yeah. I don't know. So then Kathleen says she wants to talk to the parents and Grace says, I'll get you a number. I hope we see follow up on this and I hope that Grace gives Kathleen a number and then it's just like two people faking being Jesse's parents. It's Alice and Henry. (laughs) Then Grace and Jack have a conversation and Grace is like, I don't want to go to the party. And Jack is like, maybe you do. Um, If your boyfriend wants to go or if he'll let you go alone. Grace is like, he doesn't own me. Um, But I don't want to go unless he wants to go. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds good. Codependence is what? Need? What? <laughs> so then Jack says, I'm saying the prayer for the graduating class. Um, and Grace says, you're the worst public speaker ever. I'll totally help you. That's nice of her. She says, it'll be my graduation present to you. And Jack was really hoping for, like, a blowjob, so he's kind of disappointed. Yeah. Kathleen will give him one, so it's fine. I was gonna say, I don't think a blowjob's really an appropriate graduation gift. <laughs> I think that deserves at least anal. <laughs> so then... A peg. Grace... So Tom and Jack have a conversation... Tom needs a favor. He wants to go to the party. Whatever. Why does Tom... Okay. I don't care. So then we go to Adrian's um, condo. Omar knocks. Um, Omar. Oh, Omar God. <laughs> this was the hottest thing I've seen in my life. I hate to say. Omar's a smooth operator. You're looking at me like you're disgusted. Huh? No, he's very he's he's a he's a good looking fellow. If someone did what he does to Adrian to me, I would be putty in their hands, just waiting to be molded. Yeah, basically he kind of like makes her fall in love with him and then he's like I'm sure about you. You let me know when you're over that dumbass old boyfriend of you a boyfriend of yours and we can talk about making this work. He kisses her. Yeah. And he pulls away and he says, I bet you're thinking about that old boyfriend. But now, even if you got back together with him, anytime you'd kiss him, you'd be thinking about me. Oh! Yeah. I had to call my friend the Triceratops to see how he deals with being so damn horny all the time. <laughs> So then we go to Ben's bedroom, conversation with Alice and Henry. I think it's the next morning. I, yeah, I think we're supposed to get that. Um, they just talk about this and they're basically like, neither of us are going to be friends with you. It's just too hard. And so Ben is like, are you fucking kidding me? All right. I am... On Alice and Henry's side here, unfortunately. Yeah. I think yeah. they should have cut him out years ago. Honestly, it's hard to hang out with Ben without a buffer being there. For sure. So. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like half of their friendship was them hanging out with each other and then using him for his nice things. Yeah. Which good so. for them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you have a rich friend, take advantage of them. Did you know that if you have a sour cream and onion chip and you do dip it in sour cream, it tastes like you're dipping a plain chip in sour cream and onion dip? What? I know. Holy shit. Have you taken this to MIT? <laughs> so, um, Alice and Henry leave. Leo comes in. Um, they, Ben talks about the breakup and Leo says, you know, breakups are hard, whatever. Um, we're really lucky, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that's not foreshadowing anything. Yeah. And then, you know, Ben talks about the party and Leo is like, oh, yeah, you can go to the party because you're going to be gone all night, right? So, like, I can, like, fuck my new girlfriend. He's thinking with the wrong head. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and Ben is like, yeah, I guess. Um, anyway. So then we go to the Bowman house. Adrian 
shows up to talk to Grace. Adrian is like going crazy over Omar. Um, and Grace is like, oh, you guys just kissed. I already assumed you had slept with him. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. Then Grace is like, listen, that was the best kiss of my Or not Grace. Adrian is like, listen, that was the best kiss of my life. But honestly, I don't remember what it's like to kiss Ricky. So I need to kiss him again in order to like, you know, for scientific validity. I... Look, I'm a friend of science. We know this. I'm all for science. I think in this specific situation, science can saw it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, then we go to the Jurgen's house. Nora is talking to Anne on the phone and then hangs up. She was talking to Anne and then Nora's like, did you hear that Ricky's going to be valedictorian? And George is like, maybe that's, you know, what? Oh, first of all, George is like, Amy is valedictorian? And yeah. Nora's like, no, you fucking idiot. She's not even graduating. He's like, oh, I thought you meant for next year. Um, they don't tell you Amy, is getting, Amy is getting straight C's. And there is nothing wrong with that. But she is not getting a... She's not. She does not have a 4.0. Oh, for sure not. She spent the first two years of her high school career thinking she was going to be a professional musician. You know she wasn't taking her other yeah, classes she has seriously. A, she, has a, she has a solid 2.6 GPA. Yeah. So, anyway, Nora brags about Ricky, um, and then George is like, oh, maybe that's what he, you know, wanted to talk to me about. And then Nora's like, no, there's no way. Like, he would have just said that. And then Nora's like, oh, my God, he's going to ask Amy to marry him. Whatever. Then we go to Margaret and Shaker's house. Ricky is talking. We get some, um, you know, closure on what's happening with Ethan. Um, Remember how he was distributing child pornography? Well, he does have to do community service for the summer. Which Ricky thinks is so unfair that he has to do that just for sending naked pictures of a girl yeah um and then ricky is like well i'm here to talk to you about a couple things um i'm valedictorian and margaret is like so proud um and then ricky is like well i have something else to tell you and margaret's like you're gonna ask amy to marry you and she is like so 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 happy and she's like i felt it in my bones the last time i saw you with her um, so sweet. So, and then Ricky's like, well, she hasn't said yes yet. And Margaret says, well, what could possibly happen that she wouldn't say yes to a proposal of marriage from you? Oh, I love, 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 love subtle foreshadowing. So that is the end of the episode. Well, this has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. My name's Chassie. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, and Twitter at your two gay friends. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. You can follow me on Instagram at No Money No Prospects. You can um, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can send us a voice memo on Anchor. You can send us an email at slwithjessieandaaron at gmail.com. And that is it. You can send, you can blow us a kiss from afar to make our day better. 
You can follow Jesse on OnlyFans. Yep. Not yet, but maybe someday. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't really want to... Like, this is obviously... The next episode is called In Circumstance... Circumst... Pomp and Circ... Yeah, what do you think the circumstance will be? Um, I don't know. <laughs> the circumstance of this dick... That was really inappropriate. Thank you. Um, so, like, I think next step, that was really beautiful. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I didn't want anyone to know that I burp sometimes. I'll cut it out, it's fine. Thank you. Um, I think next episode, well, like, it's the mid-season finale. So, like, we're gonna... Things are going to be, like, tied up, I feel like. God, I hope so. Yeah. So. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. I hope that your bed is, like, really cool when you get into it and you get to get cozy and sleep really well. And I hope you sweat like crazy. I hope the next time we record, um, Savko has had her babies. Me too. That'll be so exciting. Oh, um, we can talk off pod. Oh. I'm getting shoulder surgery in a week and a half, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.